0: John chapter 5. Last week we were in verse 24 and the primary thought that we brought out there was passing from death to life. Passing from condemnation. The state of being condemned unto life. Having everlasting life. Let's read verse 24 again this morning. Verily, verily, or truly, truly, surely, surely, this is a firm fact. I say unto you. Who's speaking? Who says unto you? Well, the one that has been presenting himself to these Jews that, that he is the son. That God is his father. That he is equal with God. He is God. John 1 One, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So if the Son said unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, Hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. <laughs> what is necessary for this passing from condemnation unto life? What is this? What is necessary for having eternal life? Hearing the word of Jesus. Hearing the word. Hearing Jesus. Hearing the Son. Hearing the gospel, the good news about the Son, how that God the Father, God sent his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Remember, we pointed out to you the tense of, of those verbs, those two verbs, those important verbs there. Heareth and believeth. The TH on the end denoting to us that it is a continual action. So the one that hears and continues to hear the gospel, continues to hear the word of Jesus, and believes and continues to believe... He has right now in his possession everlasting life. He is saved. He is freed from condemnation and has passed from death unto life. Now, our verse this morning, verse 25. The Son speaking. Verily, verily, truly, truly, surely, this is a fact, I, the Son, say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live." Do you hear this morning? Are you a hearer of the words of Jesus? The fact is, Jesus says, He said, verily, verily, truly, truly, surely, surely, this is a fact. What is the fact? The fact is that the hour is coming. In fact, He says, it is now. It is. It is here. It is upon you now. Jesus has come. And with Him came the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ. It has come. The hour is now. It is now upon you. He's telling these Jews here in this chapter. That is what he's telling us here this morning. Jesus has come. The hour is now. The opportunity is now for you to pass from death unto life. If you hear the voice of the Son of God. When those who are spiritually dead, is what he's talking about, the time has come, it is now, when those who are spiritually dead can hear the voice of the Son of God, can hear the voice of the Son, notice that he says, the voice of the Son of God, in the previous verse, he said, hear my voice. In verse 25, he says, the voice of the Son of God. Who is he talking about? He's talking about His. He is the Son. He is the Son of God. And, and we'll deal with the phrase, the Son of God, uh, just shortly. But now is the time for those that are spiritually dead to hear the voice of the Son of God. When, when those who are spiritually dead, who hear... Can live. Can you hear? Do you hear? We're not talking about the hearing with the physical ears. I assume that everybody here can hear, and maybe uh, a couple of us not so well but we can hear with the physical ear. But do you hear with the spiritual ear? To get an idea of this and what he's talking about, he gives a great illustration back in the book of Ezekiel. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 37. And if you know about this record at all, you know the 37th chapter of the book of Ezekiel is talking about the valley of dry bones what a picture we have here in the valley of dry bones verse 1 of that 37th chapter of Ezekiel says the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones a valley full of Bones, human bones. Supposes what? Alley of death. Those bones once lived. They once belonged to somebody that was alive. But they're dead. These bones are dead. Verse 2 And caused me to pass by them. Roundabout, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. The significance of that, be, in fact, <laughs> this valley of bones, and behold, they were many of them, and behold, they were very dry. <laughs> in other words, They have been dead a long time. Now if you don't know, this is a picture of Israel, the house of Israel. And God is saying here to Ezekiel in this valley of bones, dry bones, very dry bones, they've been dead a long time. They've been dead so long they're not just bones, they're, they're bones that have been there a while and they're dry, very dry. Let's read on, verse 3. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones, and to them, oh ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, hear the word of the Lord, he's speaking to dead, dead bones they're dead hear the word of the Lord we've already established the fact that every man, woman, boy and girl born into this world is dead they're spiritually dead they need to hear The word of the Lord. As Jesus said in our fifth chapter. John they need to hear. My voice. Thus. Saith the Lord God unto these bones. Behold. I will cause. Breath. To enter into you. And ye shall live. And I will lay. Sin upon you. And will bring up. Flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. The dead shall live if they hear the voice of the Lord, if they hear the word of the Lord, the dead shall live. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and behold a shaking and the bones came together bone to his bone you can just imagine the clattering as as these bones came together (laughs) and it was each bone to its proper proper man to whom it belonged when I beheld lo the sinew and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them above but there was no breath in them then said the Lord unto me prophesy unto the wind prophesy son of man and say to the wind saith the Lord God come from the four winds O breath and breathe upon these slain that they might live that they may live so I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet and exceeding great army. They heard the voice of the Lord. They heard the word of the Lord. They heard the word of God. And they they lived. Yes, it's a picture of Israel being dead a long time. And one day God is going to cause them to live. He's going to, he's going to cause bone To come to bone and and the sinew and the flesh and the skin to be upon them and breath to enter in them. He's going to cause them to live again. But it's also a picture of every man, woman, boy, and girl that is born into this earth. They are dead. They are dead spiritually. But some, he causes to live, he causes them to breathe. He causes them to be alive under the things of God believing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and believing that God sent His Son to die for them and to rise again so that they might be forgiven of their sins. Turn with me back to the book of John and chapter 10, book of John, chapter 10, Jesus here is speaking to Jews again in this 10th chapter, and puts forth this record. Verse 3 of John, chapter 10, says to him, the poor, that is to the the true shepherd the porter knows the true shepherd and to him the porter openeth and the sheep hear his voice of the shepherd and he calls his own sheep by name and leadeth them out And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. They hear his voice. They hear the voice of the shepherd. (laughs) And what do they do? They follow him. Look with me down at verse 16. That portion we just read you is concerning the sheepfold and the shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. He came. He entered in to the sheepfold. He entered in to the house of Israel by birth. birth of the Holy Spirit of God. He entered in to the sheepfold. And there were some that he caused to hear, they heard his voice, and they knew him, and they followed him. Now verse 16, Jesus speak continuing to speak on the subject, says, "And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, which are not of this sheepfold, which are not of the house of Israel." It's a reference to the Gentile sheep. There are some Gentile sheep, praise God, that he has, that are not of that old, the house of Israel. Them also, he said, I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one and one shepherd. Praise God, there are some Gentiles that are going to hear the voice of the Son of God and they're going to live. They're going to follow Him. And we're going to be one family. We're going to be one kingdom. Jew and Gentile together in the same family. The same kingdom. And yes, some in the same church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look with me at verse 27. Verse 27 in the same chapter. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Jesus here saying, I know my sheep, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. Jesus knows his sheep, and his sheep he causes them to hear. He he gives them life so that they might see. He gives them life so that they can hear. They are now endowed with the faculty of spiritual hearing, and they can hear the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they can follow the Lord Jesus Christ as they hear. The gospel preached and proclaimed unto them turn with me to the book of Acts Acts chapter 9 we have an example of such a one that he made to hear he made to live Acts chapter 9 verse 3 and as he journeyed this is Saul of Tarsus Now, who was Saul Tarsus? Well, in this episode here, (laughs) he was a persecutor of the followers of Jesus Christ. He was a persecutor of the Christians. He was a persecutor of the church of God. And in this instance, he's, he's on his way to Damascus. And he has letters obtained by the governor to, if he found any, that were professed to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, to have them imprisoned and put to death. He was not seeking Jesus. He was not searching for Jesus. (laughs) He was seeking those who were followers of Jesus to put them to death. To exterminate them. Do away with them. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, as he as he came near to Damascus, and suddenly shined round about him a light from heaven. (laughs) He was given life. He was given life that he might see. Notice the next thing he was given ears that he might hear. And heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul! That voice called him by name. Jesus said, "I know my sheep, and I call them by name." He knew his sheep, and he called, "Saul, Saul, why persecute us?" Now, I me, mean, I want you to see some more. We see Saul, his sheep heard, heard and passed from condemnation unto life. But notice verse 5. And he said, who art thou, Lord? Notice. (laughs) Who art thou, Lord, Master? He recognized him as his master. And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Notice verse 5. He trembling. Verse 6, excuse me. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? It shows that he was converted. He was once disobedient unto Christ. He was once disobedient. He was once a persecutor of those who followed Christ. But now he says, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? He has immediately a heart of obedience. He's been made to live. That which was dead spiritually has now been made to live. He can see. He can hear. And he has an obedient heart. What will you have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Notice verse 7. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. In other words, they didn't, they didn't hear to comprehension. They didn't hear to understanding. I mean, they heard someone talking, but they expected to see a man somewhere. And they couldn't find no man. Around? Well, where's that voice coming from? They didn't hear with spiritual ears. They only hear heard with the physical ear, and so many times it is as the gospel's priest there are many who said under the sound of the gospel. They hear with the physical ear, but they never hear with the spiritual ear. They never hear with an ear of understanding the gospel because Jesus has not made them alive unto the truth of the gospel so we're told in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse verse 1 there there the Holy Spirit is speaking to the Christians there at Ephesus in the church at Ephesus and he says you hath he quickened you hath he made alive but your ones were dead (laughs) you see they were dead Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 And you have he quickened, made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. That is, they had been dead spiritually. Obviously not physically. But they had been dead spiritually. Now they've been made alive. Look at how Colossians chapter 2 in verse 13 reads, for us here the Holy Spirit says to the Christians in the church at Colossus he says and you verse 13 being dead in your sins and the circumcision of your flesh they were dead they were dead spiritually they could not they could not see the things of God they could not hear things of God, and they didn't care to hear, they didn't care to see those things until He quickened them, made them alive, together with Him having forgiven you all trespasses. You see, God makes alive. The Lord Jesus Christ makes alive You must hear and continue to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. You must believe and continue to believe that God sent His Son, His only Son, the perfect Lamb, took a perfect, took perfection, something you and I know nothing of, but took perfection, took the perfect Lamb of God. He sent Him to die I might live, so that you might hear and live. And he rose again so that we might be forgiven of our sins. 2 Corinthians 2 Corinthians chapter 6 in verse 2 Second Corinthians 6 and verse 2. He saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted. And in the day of salvation, have I suffered thee? Have I helped thee? I asked you this morning, <laughs> has Jesus Christ helped you? You won't hear. You won't believe if he doesn't help you. Does Jesus help you? And in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Listen, if you have it right now, now is the accepted time. The hour is now. It is the. It is favorable now. We're under the gospel now. You're under the sound of the gospel now. Right now. Here's the day of salvation. I only have right now. I only have right now. We're not assured of another moment beyond the now. Now. <laughs> You might walk out of here today never to return. Never to live again. Many folks walked out of the sound of the preaching of the gospel, the preaching of God's word, crawled in their cars to go home and died in an automobile wreck on the way home. You only have right now. You only have now while the gospel is being preached to you. We only have now. The day is coming. The day is coming when the Lord Jesus Christ shall come back a second time to the earth. He will destroy all those that are against Him. He'll set up His millennial ring. Be no more gospel preached, proclaimed then. Listen. I submit to you this morning, there's power. There's power in the Word. There's power in the Word of Jesus. He said, hear my voice. He said, hear the voice of the Son of God. There's power. There's power in the voice. There's power in the Word. The Word of Jesus. Turn with me to the book of Romans. book of Romans in chapter 1 and verse 16. Here the Holy Spirit of God leads the Apostle Paul to write to these Romans. He says for I am not ashamed. Of the gospel of Christ. Why am I ashamed of it? For it is the power of God. Unto salvation. To everyone that believeth. To the Jew first. And also to the Greek. Or to the Gentile. to the rest of the world. It is the power. The gospel is the power of God. To them. That believe. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18 for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness the preaching of the cross the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ how God sent him to die for sinners of which we all are sinners, <laughs> to rise from the dead so that we might be forgiven of our sins. To them that perish, foolishness. To them who are abiding under condemnation, it's foolishness. If you're here in saved this morning, if you here and been made to live this morning, do you remember when, when the preaching of the Gospel... Was well, foolishness. Maybe you didn't consider it foolishness, you know, but you didn't give it no credence, no importance. It didn't mean nothing to you. To them that perish, that's the way it is. It's foolishness. But unto us which are saved. It is the power of God. We that are saved, we know the power that is in the Word of God. Because it's that. It's the Holy Spirit of God. The Spirit of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ made us to live. us to hear and to see the things of God. Back in our text, in the book of John, chapter 5 and verse 25, earlier we pointed out to you how he had, verse 24, he said, hear my voice. Now in verse 25, he says, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. (laughs) He calls himself the Son of God. You see, in the previous verses, we'll deal with that. In the previous verses, he called himself the Son. In verse 24, he said, my voice. In verse 25, he says, my voice is the Son of God, is the voice of the Son of God of God. They that hear the voice of the Son of God. And they that hear shall live. Three times in this Gospel of John does Jesus call himself the Son of God. Three times. Only three times think of all the times that he referenced himself as son in the book of John, but other as the son of man. Called himself the son of man. But here we find one of three times he calls himself the son of God. Chapter verse 25 of this chapter, chapter 10 of John chapter 10 and verse 36 is the second that we have he said in verse 36 say ye of him whom the father has sanctified and sent into the world thou blasphemest. You, you say you say to me you say to the son the one the father has sent into the world Is sanctified and sent into the world. You say to him, Thou blasphemest? Because I said I am the Son of God. (laughs) Chapter 11. He also references himself as the Son of God. He said, When Jesus heard that he said this sickness is not unto death that's when he heard about Lazarus Lazarus being sick and he told his disciples he said this sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified thereby that I the Son of God might be glorified thereby and he knew he Lazarus was going to die from this sickness, but that he was going to raise him from the dead, that he, the Son of God, might be glorified. I want you to look at a, another passage of Scripture. Jesus is, is not calling himself the Son of God, but it's a reference concerning what his enemies said about him. In the book of uh, John in chapter 19, the book of John in chapter 19, and verse 7. The Jews here answering Pilate concerning Jesus. The Jews answered him, Pilate, we have a law. And by our law, he ought to die because he made himself the Son of God. Well, what are they referencing? They're not only referencing the fact that he called himself the Son of God, but he made himself the Son of God by calling the Father his Father and calling himself the Son. He, they have reference to the claims that Jesus made back in our fifth chapter the fifth chapter, and and go back there with me and and we'll just quickly run down through uh, those claims in verse 17, he said, but Jesus answered them, my father my father do you know what he meant by that? He meant that God was his father, making him the son. Worketh hitherto, and I work. The Jews understood what he said. <laughs> the Jews, God was his father, making himself equal with God. <laughs> In other words, he's he's the son. He's calling himself the son. God's his father. That makes him equal with God. They understood what Jesus was saying. Verse 19, Jesus answered, said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The son, calls himself the son, can do nothing of himself. Verse 20, for the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. Verse 21. For as the Father raiseth up the dead, and quickeneth, maketh alive them, even so the Son. Verse 22. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. Verse 23. He says, that all men should honor the Son as they honor the Father. John chapter 6, verse 40, Jesus again calls himself the Son. Chapter 8, verses 35 and 36, Jesus again calls himself the Son. chapter 14, verse 13, speaking to, to the 11 apostles, speaking to his church, he calls himself the son again. I think it's time that we turn to the 20th chapter of the book of John. The 20th chapter of the book of John. The Holy Spirit's purpose in leading the Apostle John to write this book was so that men might know, might believe that Jesus is the the anointed, is the sent one of God. That He is the Son of God. John chapter 20 and verse 31. Verse 30 says, Many other things did Jesus that are not written herein. But these are written, verse 31, that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name Jesus said they that hear the word of the son of God they that hear the word of Jesus the gospel and believe shall live shall have they have in verse 24 he said right now has in his possession Everlasting life. We ask you this morning, have you heard? Oh, yes, you've heard with the physical ear the gospel. You must hear with the spiritual ear. So, have you heard with the spiritual ear this morning the gospel? How that God sent His Son. To die for sinners, condemned sinners, that they, being dead, might hear, might live, and be in possession of everlasting life. Shall we stand, have a song in